0: Yeah, so today, my sermon title is called, Will You Wrestle with God? And the passage is based on Genesis 32, 23 through. 32, 22 through 32. I'm going to read it for us. And then if you want, please follow along. All right. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok after he had sent them across the stream. He sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. Then the sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip, Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. Let's pray. <sighs> yeah, dear Heavenly Father, we just lift up this just this time to you, Lord. Thank you for um, just this example of um, of Jacob, Lord. I pray that as you, as you use me to speak your words today, Lord, I pray that the congregation is able to even just even if it's just a little, just to absorb the lessons of Jacob and to apply it to our lives and to, um, to just enrich, enrich our walk of faith in you, Lord. We pray all these things in your name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So before I start this message, let me ask you guys, let me ask you guys some questions. What do you really need from God right now? What blessings do you want from him? And how badly do you guys want it? You know, there are only times when God releases his blessings on us after a prolonged and even a painful wrestling session with him. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you, see, you clearly see this in this example of Jacob, right? But before I start this message, let me give you a little uh, background information on Jacob. I know a lot of us have grown up in church, but not all of us you know, know who Jacob is, and not all of us have grown up at church, so let me give you a little, little background on him. So Jacob is uh, the the son of Isaac. His grandfather was Abraham. And the best blessings continued through Jacob's father Isaac, then to Jacob and his descendants. And Jacob's sons became the leaders of the 12 tribes of Israel. And he was the younger of uh, two twins. And Jacob was born holding on to Esau's heel. And Jacob's wives were um, Sarah and Rachel. And he also had a daughter named Dina. And he was known as a trickster or a deceiver. So now let's go back to the passage. So if we look at the previous passage, you see that Jacob is greatly distressed. And if you see the passage before this passage, you see that he was greatly distressed because he was going to go meet his brother Esau. And his brother, was, his brother Esau was coming to meet him with a welcoming party of 400 men. It's not a welcoming party. That's more like an army, right? So Jacob was, you know, scared. So he, he splits his party and possessions into two groups and sends one ahead of himself. So just in case he is attacked, he wouldn't be completely destroyed since one group was away. And he was by himself, and I'm pretty sure that in, in his solitude, all he wanted to do was pray to God because he was in anguish, he was, he was troubled, and he was um, He was scared. He couldn't sleep, and you could see that, you know, his state of mind wasn't good at all. But a strange man shows up, right? And he wrestles with Jacob till daybreak. He rudely interrupts Jacob's plan to, to pray in solitude. And at some point during this weird, weird contest, Jacob realizes that he is actually wrestling with God. And when God decides it's time to to end this match, he dislocates Jacob's hip and demands to be released. And, you know, Jacob is in significant pain. His hip just got dislocated. And he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. You know, this response probably pleased God. He was probably, you know, happy that Jacob responded in this way. So he pronounces this blessing on Jacob. He says, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. You know, now Jacob has his weakened body, and he limps uh, towards his reunion with his brother, his brother waiting with 400 men. And though his body is uh, weakened by this encounter with God, his faith is actually uh, strengthened by this encounter with God he now has full confidence that his prayers about his encounter with Esau will be answered, and God will look after him. So we see in this passage, you know, many, many things. We see one of struggle, one of blessings, and eventually one of a new identity. So I have three points in this message today, and the first point is titled, Wrestling or Struggling with God. So the verse um, 32, 23 to 45. So it says, Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. You know, how many of us have also found ourselves in this position of having to wrestle with God, having this colossal struggle with God? You know, I know I have. I'm pretty sure many of you have as well. I'm sure... All of us have at one point struggled with, um, with God and had this uh, little fight with him. But I think what's important is, I think this passage shows us that wrestling with God is, is nothing out of the ordinary. And if you, if you have, maybe you can see it as a, as a badge of honor because you see many people in the Bible also have struggled through the same things. So if you have struggled with God, if you have wrestled with him, it's okay. You guys are in good company but I also think you can um, get some benefit of seeing this as a struggle for God to answer prayers. If you see this as a struggle to God to answer your prayers, I think you get a whole different perspective on it. Instead of uh, wrestling with faith, you wrestle with prayer, and I think Jacob engages in this conflict with God, and he demands that he blesses him, and that he, and he wouldn't let go until, until God did. You know, I imagine if we took this same approach in regard to God answering our prayers, I think we could truly benefit from this as well. Instead of, you know, passively praying, hoping that maybe God will answer our prayers, why don't we, you know, struggle day and night like Jacob did? Struggle day and night with God, petitioning for him to answer our prayers. And, you know, even, maybe sometimes even demanding him to. Look, I know, I understand that we shouldn't demand things from God, right? We shouldn't act like spoiled children and say, you know, we deserve this, you owe this to us. But that's not what I wanted to highlight. I think what I really want to highlight is really the, the attitude of Jacob, right? The attitude of Jacob is really worth noting. He wouldn't stop wrestling with God until he blessed him and gave his assurance that he was with him. And I... Um, I think of uh, I'd like to think of uh, maybe my uncle as well who's uh, suffering through cancer at this time. I can imagine him you know maybe petitioning to God, you know I will not stop praying till every single cancer cell in my body is gone and if and if I imagine him praying like that I can only get encouraged to, to keep on praying as well right I think if we take this example of Jacob not. Not you know stopping till God answered him or God blessed him. I think we can all benefit from um, that lesson. So all of us should uh, you know all of us should struggle with God and and take this attitude of never giving up. And even if He doesn't bless you right away, just c- continue to go back to Him, continue to ask, continue to ask in faith, continue to petition to Him. And I think in the end things will turn out well. And you know Daniel nine, Daniel nine three says. So I turned my attention to the Lord, to the Lord God, to seek Him by prayer and petitions, with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. So Daniel, the prophet Daniel, at this time, he was also going through um, some hardships, and he he was he had to petition to the Lord, and I think he also had this attitude of petitioning, petitioning, petitioning until God answered his prayers, and. That's another example that we should look to fall and look to, to seek after. Point number two you will also you will be blessed from this struggle. You know, I'd like us to take note of what God did when he wrestled Jacob. You know, Jacob began the night completely petrified, completely just scared out of his mind. He was completely just dreading Esau's arrival. He couldn't sleep and he was suffering from insomnia because of it. But he ended that night of struggle with God's blessing and a renewed faith. And all of our struggling with God in faith also leads to peace. And I also want to point out isn't it interesting that God didn't just simply speak to Jacob in a dream? or in visions like the other times he had, and to reiterate the the promise of the covenant to him to to boost his uh, morale and his confidence, he didn't speak any comforting words to him, no. This time, actually, God addresses Jacob's fear by requiring him to wrestle and to struggle with him. He made Jacob wrestle with him all night. You know, for Jacob, this probably felt like a bad joke, right? All he wanted was uh, some comfort, some, um, some assurance from God, but God is te- making him wrestle. And, but, you know, he, he later realizes just how comforting this wrestling match with God is. And sometimes when we want God's comfort, he sends it in unexpected and even unwanted packages. So God even inflicted Jacob, right, with this debilitating injury. He dislocates his hip, makes him completely um, relying on God. And this, you know, this had the, dislocating his hip had the effect of making Jacob much more uh, vulnerable. He was forcing Jacob's faith to uh, fully, more fully rest on God and not on himself. So if it is necessary, sometimes God will cause us to limp, to increase our faith. Sometimes he will cause us to limp, to increase our faith. So God's, so when God makes us wrestle for some of his blessings, it isn't because God doesn't want to, to bless us or that, God doesn't want, or that God doesn't even love us. It's, it's not that. Even if that's how it feels, trust me, it's not that. It's because, in fact, he has much more blessings for us in this struggle and in this wrestling match with him than without it. Let me say that one more time. It is because he has more blessings for us in this wrestling match than without it. So he makes a struggle because through the struggle, he will bless us more abundantly than we would have if we didn't experience the struggle at all. So remember, God God pursued Jacob, Right? God pursued Jacob for this match. God was the initiator. Jacob didn't just um, come to this old man and start wrestling with him. No, this old man came to Jacob and he started wrestling with him. And Jacob was just in his own pool of his anxiety over what Esau was going to do to him. And he was scared that this army of 400 men were, were there to you know, kill him. So this wrestling match drew Jacob out of his uh, fearful, uh, fearful ordeal. And it really forced him to reorient his uh, gaze on, onto God. So I, I doubt that Jacob wanted this forced focus or even believed that he needed it at first. It wouldn't surprise me at all if at the beginning Jacob had prayed, God, would you get rid of this guy? This is the last thing I need right now. But what he discovered was that wrestling was a means of God's grace, a channel for God's blessing on him. And for us, it's, it's the same for us as well. In our struggles, a lot of the times, we will, be, we will be blessed. And though we can't see it at the moment, though we can't see it at the moment, when you look back, you will see just how blessing and how, how forming that journey really was. And let me um, give you an example of um, some of my struggles of back in the day and, and how, I came, um, how I came out of it with uh, much more blessings, even though at that time I thought I was just going back in circles and circles. You know, I, I you know, I, sh- I shared with you guys a lot, many times before, you know, I was really addicted to, uh, to prescription pills, and, um, I was, uh, abusing the heck out of them, taking them pretty regularly, um, and I really took pride in, um, bragging to my friends, oh, like, I could take these, this much pills, and I'll be okay, and then we'd have, like, these little bragging contests, right, and, um, Many times I got in trouble, and every time after I got in trouble, I would say to myself, "You know, never again, never again." But never again always turned into next time, never again, next time, never again. And after after this, after I had, uh, you know, encountered God, I thought for a fact that my addiction problems were over, and I guess they weren't because. Not even, uh, not even like a couple months afterwards, I, was, uh, I got into this I was reintroduced to pills again, and um, I couldn't stop. And eventually I, was, um, I got caught at school, and eventually I was suspended from school. And at that time, I saw my parents, and my parents came to me, and I told them what had happened, and my dad starts to cry. And my, <laughs> my dad usually doesn't cry. And so when he started to cry, it was really, it really hit home for me. And it really affected me a lot. And I thought to myself, like, I thought you met God. You know, you thought you were over with the struggle. But you keep falling back into what's going on. And then I realized, looking back on it now, yeah, looking back on it now, I think, I think seeing seeing my dad's face was um, seeing him cry, really was the catalyst for me to never never touch pills ever again. And through this struggle of failing over and over and over again, and then finally reaching um, the bottom, where I seen my own father cry and just really tear up over me. Even though you know he's a, he's a pretty he's a pretty hard guy. He doesn't usually cry. He doesn't really show emotions. So when he did, it really just destroyed me inside. And I think through those struggles and finally seeing the struggle of my own father uh, crying, it, I don't want to say it, it okay, may, maybe it blessed me. It did make me into a better person. So yeah, it did bless me. It made me into a better person. It made me never want to do pills ever again. So Romans eight seventeen through eighteen says, now we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So this verse I think really highlights the blessings that will come when we um, really align ourselves with God and being heirs with the heirs of Christ. My third. third point. This struggle and eventual blessings will give you a new identity. So the man said your name will no longer be called Jacob. Well, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. We start off by saying Jacob's name means one who trips up, or I think one who grabs the heel. And it means that Jacob was a deceiver. Jacob was a trickster, and he—the way he would get his blessings was he tricks people, right? You see that from uh, from his uh, blessings that he took from Esau. He tricks his own father uh, Isaac into making him believe that he was Esau, and he that way was able to take his birth to take Esau's birth, right? And that's actually the reason that Esau's uh, mad at Isaac, uh, mad at Jacob. So, Jacob was one who used, who deceived to get his blessings. But we'll see now that Jacob's new identity, his identity of Israel, you'll see that it's completely different than what Jacob was. So, if you see what Israel means, Israel means to strive with God. And if Israel means to strive with God, then this response. Let me read this part one more game, one more time. Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, which means deceiver, but Israel strives with God, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. So we see that Jacob, with this epic encounter with God, this epic struggle with God, he not only ex- he not only comes away with a blessing, but he also comes away with a whole new identity. You know, so lastly, wrestling with God changed Jacob's identity. He was no longer to be known as the one who received his blessings by deception, but this time he received God's blessing by prevailing with God's faith, by God's faith. And this struggle turned out to be a profoundly gracious gift of restoration that God God gave Jacob. And it's not unlike the gift that uh, Jesus also gave to Peter, by letting Peter affirm his love for him, as as many times that Peter denied him, so Jesus, like Jesus, also restored Peter by letting him um, affirm the, the denials that he gave. He also lets Jacob. Um, he also gives his restoration of um, this gift of restoration to Jacob, and so Jacob's tenacious faith pleased God, and He, re- he rewarded Jacob's c- request. And when God calls us to wrestle as well with Him. There's always more going on than we first understand. And God always uses this, um, this struggle to transform us for good. And I'm sure a lot of us have, um, you know, a lot of us can identify with getting this this new identity in Christ, right? I'm sure every single one of us has a new identity in Christ. And, you know, I could I could say the same as well, you know. I don't want to keep talking about myself, but I think um, the way I can relate is talking about myself because it's the easiest. (laughs) So, I I mean, I think many of you guys have known me as well. I I mean, I grew up at this church, but before I was the intern pastor, I was was kind of a terrorizer as well, right? (laughs) I terrorized lots of kids, made many little boys cry made, I'm sure I've made some members here cry as well, right? Back in the day. And you know, yeah, I'll admit, I was a pretty selfish, pretty rotten guy, right? But, after getting this new identity in Christ, hopefully, you know, hopefully I don't make anybody cry. Hopefully I don't antagonize anybody, and hopefully I don't make little boys cry, except maybe the ones I teach in class, right? But, this new identity in Christ, I can be confident that I'm not the same person that I was. And the struggle that I went through, this wrestling match that I went through with God, has completely changed who I am, completely changed the trajectory of my life. And for all of us as well, it will, this new identity will change your trajectory in your life as well. When you have this new identity, your trajectory will be towards that new identity, right? So if you are aligned with God, And you have this new identity in Christ. And of course, you're going to want to um, seek that new identity and to, to push forward to it. So let me just finish up in conclusion. So let me ask some questions one more time. What do you really need from God right now? You know, what blessings do you want from him? And how badly do you all want it? You know, God will meet us in our fear, in our struggles, and in our uncertainties. But many times he may not meet you in the way you expect or desire. Sometimes it might be an old man approaching you for a wrestling match. Who knows, right? Your greatest ally may show up looking at first like your adversary, like like the old man God, inciting you to wrestle with him. If, if that happens to be the case, remember the story of Jacob. You know, there are multiple, multiple rewards and multiple blessings that came out of this epic wrestling match. You may, you may need soft words of comfort, just like Jacob wanted. And you may want to be left alone, like Jacob did. And you may just want to sleep like Jacob did. But sometimes God will encounter you in the ways that you didn't want And this is the way that God's blessings will come upon us sometimes. So when God calls you to wrestle with him, in prayer or in faith, it is an invitation to receive his blessings fully. So remember to stay with him and never give up. Do not let him go until he blesses you, right? Just like Jacob, I will not let you go until you bless me. And let's take this example. And because Jesus and God, he loves to bless that tenaciousness. And with this tenacity, I promise you guys, you will come out transformed with a new identity. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we just lift up this incredible story of uh, this epic wrestling match you had with Jacob, Lord. I pray that as we um, just take the story to heart, I pray that many of us will encounter wrestling matches with you lord but i pray that th- when we encounter these wrestling matches that we do not let go until you bless us lord we pray all these things in your name in jesus name i pray amen